Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yizzo! Hey, girl. Hi, I'm, I'm loud in somebody's headphones, so go ahead and turn me down a little bit because it's beating back. Yizzo, yizzo, here we are on this um, fine October day. We're into Scorpio season. Pray for mm. us all. Um, before we start, you may hear some babies in the background. Mm. That is because we are joined by a very special guest. Oh, and... <laughs> This lady is someone who I have admired for quite some time. She actually is the sister of someone that Shanti and I went to high school with. Um, And she actually came to our high school and did a session, uh, a dance class. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, this woman is amazing. I want to be like her. She was captivating. She was so cool. And she's gracious gracious enough to join us. She actually, you hear us talk about Amanda a lot. She's actually a teacher. She um, works at St. Kofa Freedom Academy. I'm like, it's not charter school, right? Freedom Academy. And she is our Philadelphia (laughs) homie. And she is here to represent as a trooper, a survivor of breast cancer during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So she's about to put us on to all kinds of game on how to take care of ourselves, how to take care of yourself if you're currently battling. And she's just a dope human being. So she's going to talk about more than just that. She's about to school us on the real real. So Katina... Please say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. It's so good to finally be here. I think we've been trying to coordinate this for quite some time um, for different reasons. um, But it just so happens that this is what it is right now. So thank you so much for having me and for being joined by my youngest. I mean, say hello. Oh, now he's shy. Oh, now he wanted to be quiet. He had the little hand hand, like frozen hand. What's up? So thank you so much for being here. I know that you're on mommy duty. I know you have to work tomorrow. So we're gonna we're gonna try to be quick but thorough. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So Shanti, take us into your updates, please. Well, um, I just wanted to update everybody. First of all, it's been a very long day. So I know it's been a long day for all three of us. So shout out to all of us for being here. Secondly, uh, I wanted to update everybody on homeschooling, or lack thereof. Um, Me and a bunch of really dope parents have now formed like a co-op. So this is our third week in session, and it's just been really, really amazing. And for all those folks that 
are homeschooling or unschooling or whatever you're trying to do, I say that the second year is gets better and you get into a groove and it's still terrifying, but it's been really, really fun. Um, something, this is God speaking to everybody. Um, I had quite a interesting weekend. I went out with a friend, a male friend, um, a homie, and we just got in conversation and it came out that he does not know where women carry their eggs. And he was recommending, recommending women untie their tubes as well as freeze their eggs <sighs> as birth control. So before y'all lay down with men, <laughs> you got to know. Oh, my God. The audacity of men, you to say that. Even know where babies actually come wow. from. The audacity of you to say that. <laughs> I want to slap the bejesus said Y'all, if y'all knew who this person was that Shanti hooked me up with. Mm. And girl, she's still riding around in the That's streets the and homie, getting girl. with him. You should have got get, a little bit more information from him. This child. bitch is not loyal, but shout out to you. Shout out wow. to you setting me up with people who don't know about reproductive systems. Shout out systems. to you for not vetting them. I mean, what you want me to do? God I would damn. think that you would you vet them before, them before you before send them my you way. To vet? <laughs> Whatever. Continue. Oh He's goodness. the homie. He just got a fancy car. So I rode in a Tesla for the first time, which was very nice. It was like driving an iPod. It was really simplistic, but felt very like new, modern. But there's nothing like burning fossil fuels. Do you know you have to charge that thing every two hours? Wait, what? What an inconvenience. You have to charge it every two hours? It's like every 50 miles or something. So, yeah, like my you, friend was going cross country. So he was going from north to south. And I was like, well, how often do you have to stop and charge? And it was like every like two and a half hours. I was like, that is. Oh, my. You got to go back to the fossil fuels. Don't nothing burn yeah. like some old dinosaur um, bones, child. I don't know. But apparently Tesla is this is the future for everybody. Um, they just got a really big market share and like Hertz hasn't invested in them. So Tesla is the future. I don't understand how we'll all adapt to that. Maybe. I don't know. But I am going to buy a car next week. This is also something that Ciao. I wanted to tell everybody. I, I don't know if I'm going to go buy, but I'm definitely going to go and hit up the dealerships. So The dealership. Yeah, I'm going to go to the dealership. I'm not going to go to the... I'm going to get a used car, but I'm not going to go get it from the, the Puerto homie. Ricans in North Philly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Puerto Ricans. What kind of car are you going to get? I want to get a Toyota RAV4. I don't know what that is. You trying to battle? Well, girl. Would you, the way <laughs> Shanti hates on my car. Go ahead. But so I think rude. I... I think that I really need to do it because at this point I have to jump my car every time I get in. So I'm yes. it <laughs> w- it much. won't hold a charge overnight. So in the morning I'm just like, all right, you're gonna jump. That's this how you car. start your vehicle. Yeah, that's how I start my day. It's oh my jumping. god, <laughs> But what like what if it's raining? I still can I I I I knew this was happening, so I preemptively bought the self jumper, like the little Portable jumper, John. Have you guys ever seen that? Everyone should buy them, especially yeah, I as need women. One. 
you guys should definitely get one so you don't have to rely on the cable cords. But I've lived that life so long. I was like, oh, I can do this on my own. So as of like three days ago, every time I wake up in the morning, that drum be like, click, 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 click. So I was like, all right. So I need a new car. It's it's finally happening. And this is a big, big thing that I'm doing. I don't think y'all understand how scarcity mindset I am that I'm like, what? Buy a car from a dealership? So Well, good. I'm glad you're me. doing it. Mm-hmm. Pray for what me. What else, Queen? Anything else? That's it. That's all that's going out. Um, so, I really don't have anything. Oh. Nothing to report here. I have nothing You're but moving. stuff everywhere. Yeah. So that's partly why I'm standing up is because it's so crazy behind me. I I just haven't... Fe- I'm also premenstrual, so I haven't been feeling great this week. I'm feeling like a slovenly sloppy girl. Just oh. stuff everywhere. I just feel boxes. I'm not working out. I just don't feel great. And I need to feel better. But I'm still eating well. That's the one good thing. Actually, no. I had a terrible meal this weekend. And I I shamed myself. I was so angry with myself after I did that. I stopped. Somebody texted me about the Megan Thee Stallion hottie sauce. At Popeye's. And I was like, Girl. what? That sounds like a plan. So then I, so I went around. <laughs> I was going around. I was so frustrated. So I have this big bag of clothes in my trunk to the point where I almost can't fit anything else in my trunk. And I, there, half of them are new clothes. Some of them are from Jazz. Like, they're nice clothes. And I'm trying to sell them to thrift stores because I would never wear them. And no one will take them. Consignment shops or thrift stores? What? Is it that, what's the difference? Thrift stores you donate, consignment shops you'll get money from. If you go to a consignment shop, they'll take it. But a thrift store is not going to pay you for Well, that was they the mistake free. I was making. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a consignment shop. Girl, I was hitting up every... First of all, you got to come up here and go to these thrift stops because you're going to pass out because they're so dope. But no one would take it. And I was irritated. Like, what? So then I got frustrated and then there was a Popeye's across the street from this thing called Urban Jungle and I was like that sounds like a great idea (laughs) and so I went and got it and I ate like five chicken strips spicy chicken strips with Megan Thee Stallion's hottie sauce and the hottie sauce wasn't even at fire it was oh. like it was good. What's it but like? It wasn't is it amazing. Sweetie? Is it a little sweetie? Sweet. It's a sweetie? little sweet. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. And I also don't know if my chicken strips were spicy or if they were just original. So it was just a big waste. <laughs> and I ate that, and I realized how many calories I had consumed, and I was just like shame, shame, shame. 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 And I went home and packed, and then I think I slept for like two hours after I ate it because I was. Suffering from the itis. So that's all I got. Katina. My son is steady. Like, he just has made I see. I hear him. So comfortable <laughs> watching, I don't know what, <laughs> his device. Like, I'm not leaving. He spent the weekend away, and so now he's, like, very clingy. Attached to you. Yeah. So then why don't we do this? Why don't we go into your interview? Okay. 
And then we could let you go so okay. that you don't have to deal with all the crazy. So everyone, you heard our updates, but it's become very clear to us um, that we really need to focus on Katina because Katina has so much to offer. And so this week, I think it's important to really honor Breast Cancer um, Awareness Month and to close out strong with the focus being on her journey. Um, there's a lot that you're going to get from her. And just just by observing her way of being as she navigates this interview with her babies. Um, and so, yeah, let's just dive directly into that. Cool, Shanti? Yes, let's go. Listen, y'all, y'all going, listen, mommy's got a mom. You're going to hear some stuff in the background. It's just, it's just some cartoons. Everybody will be okay. So let's get into it. Katina. Yes. When were you, put, put this into perspective for us. When were you diagnosed with breast cancer? All right. So I really have to start with, I'm so sorry. Let me pause for one second because I think. My son has answered the phone. Um, all right. Go ahead and watch the show. All right. Because I'm not going to talk right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, um, to really tell the story, I probably need to start with my mother's story a little bit. Okay. Uh, my mother was diagnosed... Um, about six years before I was diagnosed. Um, so she got her diagnosis about six years before mine. And she passed away November 5th, 2017. And then I was diagnosed April 15th, 2019. So um, my family was just not... None of us, we weren't prepared. We just were like... Like, where did this come from? Like, we're still grieving. You know, we were still right. grieving at that point. Um, and so the diagnosis was just left us sort of shocked. Um, yeah. And I'll backtrack even before the diagnosis came. I actually was nursing my son um, and knew that. I was like, okay, we're coming to the end of our breastfeeding journey it's time to start weaning you kind of just start getting this feeling like time is up and Mm -hmm. um as I was weaning at the time I was only nursing from my left side because I always had problems with my right breast and so as I was weaning and decreasing I felt a lump and I just assumed it was a clogged duck because I was decreasing nursing I'm like maybe Maybe this has something to do with that. Go in your room. And so I really just was thinking that this clogged up was what it was. I had told my sisters about it. My older sister was like, oh, yeah, I just went and I had myself checked out and it was nothing. And she also had did um, genetic testing, didn't find any markers. So I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm probably good. Um, and then I noticed another lump. And then at the time, um, I had my son's father. Same breast. Same breast. Same breast. And I'm like, feel this. Am I crazy? So he felt it too. And he's like, I think you need to go to the doctors. I put it off again because I'm like, I don't know. It's it's probably um, it's this breastfeeding thing. Um, and once I get done. 
completely breastfeeding, it'll go away. And I was even, because I wasn't nursing him on that side, I was, I started to put him on that side because I'm like, okay, unclog it. Like, do what babies do and get this lump out. And I'm steady massaging the whole time he's nursing and nothing was happening. Um, and then one of them got to be painful. And then I think what really was like the... What got me to really call my doctor was I noticed um, not... So at that point, I felt two lumps. But then my nipple almost looked like somebody had... Um, you ever see someone do a really bad stitch and you flip it over and it looks like it's pulled in? So that's yeah. how it kind of looked. It's inverted. Yeah, it looked like somebody was pulling my nipple in from the inside. And I was like, yeah, this is not looking right. Um, and I called my PCP who was also my mother's PCP, and she said, well, based on history, you should go and see your mom's oncologist. And that's what I did. And when I went in, um, again, I think I, you know, I, I had looked up, you know, how we do, you know, you start Googling everything, you start looking up all the symptoms. One of them was painful. And then a lot of people saying, well, they know the lumps don't hurt. You know what I mean? And so it was like, oh, well, the lumps don't hurt. So this, I kept talking myself out of it. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, when I went in there, I fully expected her to say, oh, yeah. So she said, well, talk to me. I told her what was going on. And she said, OK, this role. And she said, has one breast always been bigger than the other? And I said, yeah, like this is natural. Now, yeah. it was substantially looking larger, but I'm like, I'm just getting through nursing. I've always been lopsided. You know, this is how the girls lay. And she was just <laughs> like, OK, you know, and then she started filling around and she said, can you go get a um a mammogram right now? So I said, okay. But I'm thinking in my head, oh, she's just trying to verify that it's nothing. Yeah. Go ahead and mammogram, which is not fun. Um, uh, and I think it was a little, so I had mammogram years ago and I didn't experience anything with that. But this one was painful because one of the lumps hurt. So I was like very uncomfortable. Um, you lay those babies in the machine and they just press them down like pancakes. And I'm like, okay. So I'm in the waiting room, sitting there, waiting after the mammogram is done. And I'm watching a young lady across from me. And, and, and the doctor comes out or the nurse comes out and hands her paper and said, everything's good. You're good. Go ahead and gives her good news. And she's like, great. And she walks off. And I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I'm like, this don't seem like this is how it's supposed to be. And then finally the nurse comes out and she said, the doctor wants to see you back downstairs. Okay. I go back downstairs and she says, so based on what they're seeing in the mammogram, I think I want to do an ultrasound. I said, okay. So then she proceeded to do an ultrasound and she was like, you know, I'm seeing some things here. Um, I need to do a biopsy right now. So this was like, this is escalating. You know what I mean? I came in and it just seemed like. Katina, I don't want anybody yes. to miss what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Can you try to just turn the TV down a little okay, bit? I want to just make sure up. everybody hears. Keep it on low, okay? So can you go in the other room then? There you go. Okay? All right, now roll over on that side of the bed. There you go. Munchkin, thank you. I just all want right. folks to hear you, that's all. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so at that point, that's when I'm like, uh-oh. And so, you know, the biopsy needles, they're huge. 
Yeah. She pulled that oh, thing so out. Scary, I said, Katina. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's going to be okay. She said, I just want to be sure. And she starts doing the biopsy. She starts going into the different lumps where she felt and where I felt and starts taking her samples. And I was cool until she got to that one that I said hurt. And that was larger. And she stuck that needle in there and I'm tears. It just released all the tears. And she just said, I'm so sorry. You know, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think that this was a little more serious. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm going to be very honest with you. I think what I'm seeing is cancer, but I want the test to tell me. She said, but I think you should know that this is what I see. And what I, happens to you in that moment? I was I was stunned. It was like um, somebody had pressed pause almost. It's like an outer body experience. Like, did I hear her right? Mm-hmm. Did she say this? And uh, my son's father was in the room with me and he looked over and then he just turned beet red and he starts crying. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I couldn't even really, you know, my tears were from the physical pain, but I didn't feel like I was crying from the news. And it was just, I just felt so stuck. And she just kept saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And when she left out then he just grabbed me and then he literally almost like laid on top of me and he just was great you know he just was mm-hmm. fully you know crying and weeping and I'm just thinking to myself like did she say what I think she said like is this for real is this what's happening it's April 15 it's the day after my sister's birthday that's all I can think in my head like my baby sister just had a birthday yesterday what what is what you know what I mean I was just I felt so um stuck Mm -hmm. at that time and everything after that just seemed like it just happened so fast it was like one doctor's appointment after the next because then they want to do a body scan so then you're doing MRIs because they want to see that the cancer travel anywhere else in the body and then they were super um I think they were just super I don't even want to say scary, but they seemed almost scared because they were my mother's doctors. And they, I think yeah. a lot of it for them felt like, like we, we, we got to save her baby. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Cause I, is... I kept her same team. Her team was my oh, team. Wow. Uh, which did not sit well with my dad. Mm. Um, so my right. dad did not come to any, um, he came to the big appointments, but not the chemo. He didn't do any of that. Um, he came to like this, like when I had the port installed, you know, so that's a surgery. So he yeah. came for that. Um, came for like ringing the bell, the big stuff. Yeah. Not any of the little stuff. He couldn't do it. He couldn't be in the hospital and he had resentment like, towards the doctors. Hmm. Um, and I was even told from a spiritual standpoint that I should maybe think about going somewhere else, but I wanted to be close to my mom. Mm. So yeah. that's why I kept her team. And she loved her team of doctors. Um, and they've been good and your, for me. Your mom had multiple bouts, right? Yes. So she, okay. um, after her initial diagnosis, it came back three more times. Oh. 
um, I don't think remission lasted more than a couple years in between. I think that might have been the longest. And that was after the initial. And um, so we both had the, a similar diagnosis with the invasive ductal carcinoma. Mm -hmm. um, so it invades the milk ducts, basically. basically. And um, when it came back from my mom that second time, it was triple negative. Before my mother was diagnosed, mean? I had no idea that there were different kinds of breast cancer. I thought breast yeah. cancer was breast cancer. Yeah. I had no idea. So when they called us in to say, well, we need to have a, ser a more serious talk. So I'm thinking, why? <laughs> you know, it's cancer. Like, And then mm -hmm. the, the doctor proceeded in her case to break it down and say, you know, this is triple negative And it doesn't respond to therapy the same way. Um, it's not, it's not estrogen, um, the estrogen receptors, uh, receptors are different. Um, it, so it doesn't respond to chemo in the same way. So and this is your mother's diagnosis. This was my you're, mother's you're diagnosis. Referring to. And okay. so it's rare and very mm -hmm. aggressive. Mm -hmm. And, um, at that point in time, they didn't really even have a course of treatment for triple negative, And I'm not sure that they do now. I'm not really sure. But at that time, they didn't. So they were trying to enter her into uh, research studies. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so they, I think initially what they did was she did do chemo again, which she hated. It's not a fun process at all. Chemo, absolutely. How long, were, how long did you have chemo? I had chemo. Um, I had like three from um, May to October. Um, it was supposed to be 15 rounds of chemo, and I did 14. No, it was supposed to be 16, and I did 15 because I ended up um, with nerve damage from the chemo oh. drugs. So I have um, neuropathy in my feet, which is like a tingling, numbing sensation. Mm -hmm. and it's so painful. can you tell us what the treatment was or what yeah what, so yeah. my treatment process um they wanted to because my tumors were so large they wanted to shrink them first so it's really interesting they didn't really they didn't want to tell me like what stage I was in and I don't know if that's like how they do things now but I was like because I'm like what stage is this and so initially I was told stage three and then they ended up telling me two three um, stage four, obviously, is when you know that things are, it's terminal at that point. So I'm like, what? Um, but, you know, it's all these criterias that go into staging, size, and, and um, location, and if it's invaded, the lymph nodes, all those things go into play. So they were like three, and then it was like two, three, and I think that's because... One was really, really large, um, and later on in surgery, I ended up finding that it, it did invade my lymph nodes. But anyway, chemo was what they suggested first, and my first course of chemo treatment was um, four, um, four injections of V-Harsis chemo Mommy, treatment on the planet Earth. Go Exore to get you some juice. A little bit? Yes, you may get a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
It's the juice monster, that one. Um, <laughs> so it's so hard. They call it the um, red devil. It's actually red. And so the when they, what is the, the, the chemo, the, the actual, you see it in a bag and it's red. It's wow. like bright red. And I said, um, so when the nurse came over to me and she said, you know, they call this the red devil. I said, you won't call it the red devil going to me. We're going to call it the red soldier because it's going to do its job and it's going to kill mm-hmm, things right. because words are power. So there's right. ain't no devil going at me. So, um, so I did that. And it's so harsh. So that was coupled with another chemo drug. So it was two of them that I was given. But it's so harsh that they can only give it to you um, in two every other week. You can't even get it every week because your body has to have time to deal to with it. it. Mm. And um, and it's not supposed to touch your skin, which is why before I even had chemo, I had a port installed into my chest. And they have to put the needle into the port. And then it goes through. And then the port is like near your heart. So it's it's like a whole Girl. situation. And the port stays there it the stays whole time. There from the whole, May to October. To, from May to October. For me, from May to November. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, that and, and they were like, oh, eventually you won't even notice that the port is there. I felt that port every single day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And the port malfunctioned several times and so I got stabbed up with needles plenty of times because my port just wouldn't act right it wouldn't do its job and they just got to the point where they were like we know her port does x y and z go ahead and stick it in there anyway um so I did that and that was every other week so I had four of those and then I went to a weekly schedule now before I got to the weekly schedule I got shingles so that pushed me oh. back a week. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I didn't like, what is shingles? What is that? The shingles, they're like, oh, you had chicken pox when you were little. Basically, it's adult chicken pox. It comes back. Um, and I had it across my face. So it goes across your stomach and mine was on my face. I'm like, I'm like looking at this bump in the mirror. Like, what is that? And then it went boop, 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 boop. Like, what is going on? So that pushed me back. And I was so upset. Because that means that the end of the road got pushed back. And they were like, it's right. just going to delay it for one week. And when I when they said, I said, oh, my gosh. So, they, so the one week put me to October 11th. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, okay, that's not a bad day. Because that's the day my parents got married. Mm. And that is my daughter's birthday. Mm. So oh. it must be all good things are supposed to happen on this day. So after that, I had 13 treatments of the second chemo medicine. Um, but in that first round of treatment, I lost all my hair. I did. I was completely bald. If you guys can see this <laughs> crown of glory tell on now, my head. child. But that was not on Patreon to lose that. Yeah, I, and I had kept my hair wrapped. Um, I kept my hair wrapped. And I remember that after that first treatment, right before I got the second dose, so this is like, you know, because it was bi-weekly, I remember literally taking my head wrap off like this, and it was just hair inside of it. Oh, my God. It was just, and like, just going, you know, it's just hair just coming out in clumps. And I just boo Did it all fall out, or did you shave it? It it all fell out, and and then you know because it's like patchy, I ended up kind of shaving just so it could be like eat like just give me straight scalp at this point. 
Um, and I remember just weeping into my, um, my son's father came into the bathroom and I was like, my hair. Um, and I knew it was going to happen because I didn't do like the freeze cap. You could do all those things. And that just seemed like so much more to get added on. And I know people do it, but for me, it was just like, I don't want one more procedure or process to be added on. Yeah. So after chemo, um, so I did, I rang the bell October 11th and I just was like so excited. It was definitely a day to celebrate, you know, because so many wonderful things happened on that day. And I just felt like this got added to the mix. Um, and it was like, all right, one victory down. Right. And it's, it's really interesting because you, I felt like, all right, a lot of people kind of feel like, okay, it's over. You're done chemo. It's over. And it's like, no. <laughs> oh, nay, nay. Oh, nay, you had nay. radiation, did you? I did. And before I had radiation, though, I um, got a double mastectomy. Oh. So on November 5th. So this is another thing about dates. So I told you October 11th, you know, was my parents' wedding anniversary and my daughter's birthday. Um, and then when they scheduled my um, surgery, you know, they just went ahead and scheduled it November 5th. And I sent the text out, you know, to my sisters in the group chat. And Keisha was the one who said, um, you going to be okay? You know, you, you should, you, it's okay if you want to think about changing the date of the surgery. And I'm like, why would I want to oh, change God. the date to the surgery? And she said, that's the day mommy passed away. I said, that's exactly why we're not going to change it. Because she, she, she knew, she knew. She said, uh-uh, this day, this is the day. This is the day, and this is why I did what I did, so I can be there for mm. this day. And so I didn't change the date, and so November 5th, um, I had a double mastectomy with reconstruction. Um, and my reconstruction wasn't, um, I didn't get silicone, although now I'm like, maybe I should have got some of those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they actually took my belly fat and made breasts from my belly okay. fat. Um, so I don't have any nipples, although they did, you can do nipple sparing, but in my case, they didn't want to chance that, um, because of my mother's history and the possibilities of it returning. Um, and they, and they, um, so they left me these little circle, <laughs> these little circle things. So there's skin there if I ever want to get them. If I want nipples, I can get them mm -hmm. built. Um, so, yeah, that was that. And that was a hard process because I could not walk upright for a long time. Um, I couldn't raise my arms above my head. Meanwhile, um, you have three children. Yeah. So um, Zori, my oldest, went to live with um, a sister friend of mine in Delaware who teaches at Sankofa so that she could still go to school every day. So she lived okay. with her for a month. And then um, my youngest son stayed home with his father. I went during my time of healing to my, um, she's still my mother-in-law. I'm no longer married to her son, but she's always going to be my mama. And she stepped into the place as my mother. Mm -hmm. um, and so I went to her home to heal. Um, and then, so my middle son was there okay. during that time. So my kids were all split up, which was tough. Oh, Katina, um, I can't imagine. And I got to see everybody on the weekends. Um, 
my youngest son father would bring him up during the week, like every other day or every couple of days, because I would just be, he could just hear it in my voice. I'm like, I miss my baby. And he's yeah. still, he was a little guy then. And that How was, old was he? so he was at that point, um, one and a half, going into two. So he was two at the time that I was healing at this. He, he was a two year old. And I'm just like, he need his mama. <laughs> yeah. Um. So weekends, you know, just became sort of really important because then I got to see everybody. <coughs> Bless you, dear. Thank you. And um, the nurses had to come out to the house, and I had these drains. You got tubes, and you're draining fluids from your breasts and your tummy. And I had to change my tubes, but my in-laws took extremely good care of me during this time. Um, and so fast forward and I was like, okay, so yeah, now I got to go into radiation. So I was like, all right, radiation's going to start like pretty soon. Right. And the nurse came in and she said, raise your arm up. And I said, Err. and she said, you can't go to radiation yet because you can't get your arm above your head. She said, you need to go see your doctor. I go see my doctor. She goes to try to raise my arm up. She's like. Mm, you have something called courting. I'm like, what What's is that? that? So I'm like, I knew nothing. I'm like, I learned so much about. Yeah, I did. I did make that noise. I, I did. Make that noise. Oh, he's mimicking you. <laughs> um, so, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, you have arteries and you have veins. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, but you also have lymphatic vessels. And they're the tinier Mm-hmm. Um, vessels running through your body and they bound together basically because of they were traumatized by the surgery so they react and sometimes they bind together and they feel as hard as piano strings Oh my! so God. that was going from under the armpit rib cage all the way and they twist and turn down my forearm into the hand and there were several of those. And so I had to go to Mommy, physical therapy. And she literally was Mommy, like massaging them and popping them. What do you want me to say to you? Can you sing happy birthday to me? Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah sing happy birthday. I will sing happy birthday to you when I'm done with this, okay? Okay. okay. It's not his okay. birthday. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so I had to do physical therapy from December until the end of January until she was, she was like, we're going to get you to radiation. And she, she worked on me. I went to physical therapy two to three times a week until I could raise my arm above my head because in order for me to lay back on the radiation table, I had to hold my arm above my head like this. And And then how long was radiation? I did 25 rounds. So I went every day for five weeks. And my next to last day, the machine broke. <laughs> I said, ah! So it's like, oh, Just you got The way come. you're even talking about this is like, you're better than me. You're just a better woman. <laughs> really, like. It has taught me so much, I must say. I must say. So it's like. It's almost like now it's like here are the facts about it, right? And then I have the emotional and the spiritual and all that stuff that was heavy, heavily weighted during that time. 
but yeah, I did 25 rounds of radiation and my skin was burnt to a crisp on my chest and um, it was painful to the touch. Like, yeah, you know, I and so literally that. I was like holding pillows up because I have boys and they rough. I had the whole pillow like, okay, come sit on because they wanted to lay and sit. And um, I had to protect myself um, and still try to be a mom and be able to comfort them. Uh, but I did it, and I rang that bell on. And you did yeah, it. Yeah, I rang that bell March, March first, I believe. And the next day, March second, I had an appointment, and I said, "Tell me what I want to hear." Mm-hmm. And they were looking at me. I said, "Say that I am in remission." They said, "You are in full remission." Yes. Praise God. Praise God. Oh my yes. God. I say an amen. So that was the journey, and then there's the after. You know, um, people don't realize when you're really sick like that, you get all this. You have a really great village, and I have a an extremely amazing village, right? People who didn't even know me who were reaching out and sending me stuff in the mail um, or stopping by my house. So, you know, I was getting deliveries and, and gift cards and Uber Eats, and, I mean, people were just pouring their hearts out and um, and, and just... More than that, just the prayers. You know, I, I tell everybody I'm sitting here as a manifestation of your prayer when I see people that I know. Um, but it stops. Hmm. The village? When people think you're well, it's almost like after having a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a whole bunch oh, of wow. love while you're pregnant. Everybody's like, oh, Mm-hmm. And then you have the baby, mm-hmm. and then you see you see your tight knit people, but then for the most part, people stop calling, people Can stop checking on you, people on. stop. Can you turn the light on? Can you tell Zori to turn the light on, please? That's that's what I wanted to ask you, Katina. Um, from what I what I see of what I saw of your lifestyle and way of being before the cancer you seem to be very gener- generous busybody you know just just a uh, uh, omniscient multiformed being that so many women tend to, to kind of like you know uh look like and so what well how has your understanding of care changed from before to now in terms of care that you can offer and in terms of care that you can receive? Well, I, I take off now and I don't feel guilty. Mm. Um, that was a big one for me, like working, 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 working. Um, um, I can't come here because I'm doing this right now, but as soon as I'm done, you can have me. Okay? Oh, poor baby. You want to come sit on my lap? Will that help? All right, come here. Come here. All right, you gotta sit still, okay? Okay. Um. So yeah, I take my days off without guilt, without shame. Um. I yoga is very, very important to me, and so I really try to have time where I am hitting my yoga mat. Um, and meditating and writing Um, and so I think what I just try to do now um, 
I try not to be a yes person all the time. And you think you were very much so before. Oh, absolutely. And I can't even say that I haven't quite mastered, but I do stop to think now. Mm. And before I wouldn't. Mm. Before I would just automatically say yes. Mm. And now I have to stop and give myself permission to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think and receiving that, care. Say that again from folk and receiving mm-hmm. care from people. Yeah. So and 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 I can say that previous to this. Uh oh, what's happening? Previous to this, I probably was not. Um, Look, see, baby. Hold on one second. I probably wasn't always taking care from people take people will always offer and i'd be like no 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 i got it i got it i got it um and so yeah i it did allow me to sit back and say i need help sometimes so when people say oh i'll take your kids i'm like really what time when because before i'm like oh no we're good and i was always trying to figure it out figure out how i can teach and still bring them to work or you know what I mean like and and yeah you know we do those things and it's wonderful and it's great but then there's sometimes when life is trying to tell you stop and yeah. and it's okay for somebody else to step in to help so I, I am um, I do allow people to help a lot more I don't think I did that before yeah what about you mentioned your yoga mat and I always watch your videos and I'm like and I see you on your wheel and like what's that chair it's like the the chair yes, thing that you yeah have. Mm-hmm. it's an inversion stool yeah and so I guess my question to you is during this time right mm-hmm. did you, while your body is not cooperating with you the way you want right and then you have a piece of your body that is, you know, taken away from you. What was your relationship with your body? Mm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.edu. 
www.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Versus what is it now? Has it changed? What was it before? Because you were a dancer. Yeah. Like, you are in your body. Yeah. Very much. So, I think it began to hit me, like, during chemo because one of, when I started the second round of chemo, that drug, I had to take steroids. And so, I began to gain weight. Um, so, you have, you know, weight gain along with the hair loss. So, it was mm-hmm. almost like looking at, like, who are you? Like, I don't, I don't know this person. Not that I have never gained weight before, but it just sat different. And it, I think looking at myself, too, I, I saw, I took on the same appearance as my mother. Like, I could see how it affected her body. It seemed to have affected my body very much the same way and how we carried, um, carried that look. Mm. Um, and so that was hard. And it was really hard when, don't press any buttons, okay? It was really hard when I had the double mastectomy. When I got out that bed and I looked in the mirror for the first time, I felt like Frankenstein. I felt mm. like somebody had butchered me. And mm. it just seemed like, I, I remember saying in my mind, go get your phone and document this because you're going to want to look back on this moment. Mm. And so I went in the bathroom and I just recorded like how I looked and took pictures of how I looked. And I just remember feeling um, like I didn't know that person. And each day I would go into like the bathroom. um, Can I go sit down? Yes. I'm sorry. Yep. I would uh, sneak a peek at myself at like my wounds and it just looked like, oh my gosh, trying to love yourself through changes like that was, was difficult. And I kept having to tell myself like, you're okay and you're still beautiful. But I didn't believe it. I didn't feel it. it. It was just like, I knew I had to say it. I knew I needed to pour into myself in that way, but I didn't believe it. Um, and it it really took until probably when I started radiation is when I started to feel like I had a little bit more energy. And so I slowly began to get back on the mat then. I wasn't really on my yoga mat. I got on it here and there in that during chemo and then a little bit, you know, I couldn't even stand upright after the double mastectomy. That took a minute. So it was like once I started getting my energy back, I was like, wow, okay, you you got to start really pouring into you because we're not staying in this space. Mm. Um, and I was also going through a, a, a really bad breakup as well. Yeah. And so I was Girl. just like telling myself, I was looking in the mirror, like, let me tell you something. We not staying here. And one thing that my mother, I feel like she never looked like what she was going through. And that just stuck with me. And I was like, oh, no, 
We might be burnt to a crisp, but we're going to make this look fabulous. I'll listen, we're going to drape some stuff on us and we just going, you know what I mean? That became really important for me to not look like that I was going through anything. Unless I told people, especially during radiation, that that's what was happening. They had no idea. My Uber drivers and, you know, they had no idea. You know, until they dropped, they're like, Where? what's here? I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, but so I had to like really dig deep. Very, very deep How to love myself that, through it. How do you do that? I mean, it started with affirmations. It started with just talking to my, looking at myself in the mirror, looking at, like really looking at myself, not just um, at my wounds, but that same eye contact that you want with an intimate mate mm -hmm. that they say, like, you know, releases all that good, good tantric energy. I had to really stare at myself in the mirror and have conversations and put up sticky notes as reminders and write and journal and write letters to myself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at night, laying in my bed alone, sometimes it was just like. You're going to get through this. Mm -hmm. You have survived 100% of your toughest days. What's one more? Yeah, you've been, you was through stuff before that, child. I shay. I shay. And I, I, and I could see why. Because it was like, reminder, like you got through that. Sis, mm -hmm. you got through that. And you thought that was the end. You thought that was the end. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I just had to keep telling myself, those mantras, they're for real. They're for real. And you got to keep saying it until you believe it, even though initially I did not. Wow. That's the thing. I think for a lot of people, you say it and you're like, this shit. I don't believe it. I feel fake. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like that that practice of yep. it. Yep, it's and being consistent. And then you consistent. start to incorporate yep. it mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. your daily life mm -hmm. of like, this is my outlook, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Shanti, did you have a Because I have something else. Oh, no, you can go ahead. Um, so for, for folks who are like, I have um, two people in my life that are battling um, cancer right now. One breast, one, one a pancreatic. What would you say to folks who are, are there any like outside of what the doctors are doing, uh, right? One, how do you advocate for yourself? Two, were there any holistic practices that you did outside of the mat and spirituality? Um, like any tricks, anything that you're like, this helped me. I believe X. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That you could offer folks? Yeah. Advocacy is hard because when you um, are not knowledgeable, um, you might be coming from that place of ignorance. So you're relying on the expertise of the doctors. Um, what I would say is, is trust your gut. If something doesn't feel right, whether you are informed, you know, you, whether you have all the information or not, if something doesn't feel right, don't be afraid to ask questions and get them to break it down to you until it is broke down forevermore. You know, right. um, a lot of times we just take in all the information that they give us. Like they were giving me a lot of information. And then it had to be times when I said, okay, 
say that back again. So does this mean this? Like, don't be afraid to ask those questions and, until you have a very clear understanding about what is going on with you. Tap into the resources that they do provide. They should be providing you with like a social worker um, or a caseworker. And they can be there to sit in on, on appointments with you. Um, if you know someone, um, like my mom eventually started going to appointments with people because she was a tell it like it is kind of lady. And so they knew that if she was going in there. She's ferocious. So she was going to ask a million questions and she was going, you know, come in with all her black girl, North Philliness, like say that again, run that back. And why are you doing that procedure? But I don't feel like she was always like that with her own care. Right. Mm -hmm. I think she had to. There were times when I know my sisters and I were called upon to be that for her when she was in that space. And so then I think she was able to gift other people that. So if you if they know someone, you know, to reach out or if you know someone, you reach out like, can you go to this appointment with them? Because I have no idea what they're going to be talking about. And if not, because I would sit there and I would pull out my notepad at my mom's appointments like, OK, because I want you to know I'm writing all this down. Everything you say. Mm -hmm. I want to know what this is called. And, da, 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 and I, Can you spell that for me? They, you know. And it makes them stop and pause. Mommy, and it makes them change how they mommy, talk to you. Mommy, did you say happy birthday? I am <laughs> He's consistent. He said, no, listen, I'm checking in again. I'm going to say as soon as I get off of here. I promise. That baby needs a happy birthday. Listen. listen. When is his birthday? August 28th. I love him. <laughs> Every day is What's my your birthday, birthday, Katina? July 3rd. July 3rd. Cancer. Yes. Right? Yep. I am. I mm -hmm. am. Um, and so that is one thing. Outside of all of the chemo, you know, what they're going to tell you to do. Um, it was really important for me to try to balance that with um, changing up some of the things that I ate. Which can be hard because during chemo, I'll tell you, and my mother said, I, I was pregnant with Akeem when my mom was going through one of her rounds of chemo. And I can remember us having the same, we had cravings. We were, you know what I mean? It was almost like we were nauseous. We were tired. It was like we had the same kind of symptoms, right? Symptoms. And so it is. it can be hard because everybody doesn't re respond the same way to chemo right because you have some people who lose weight um they don't have an appetite at all but for me i wanted to eat everything under the sun um i was mm. hungry you know and so but what i did try to do is you know what they say is you know eat those greens get those greens down you know whether they got to drink it because sometimes it's hard to, you know, chew or eat. Some people end up with dental problems because of chemotherapy. So juicing is always great and amazing. Okay. Um, if they can't get it down, you know, in a meal, you know, eating kale and collards and all that. But the, the greens, the greens. Um, I started doing sea moss drinks, um, a lot of that. And I started doing things um, infused with CBD. So okay. oils and cream. So when the neuropathy started, I started doing CBD infused um, um, creams for my feet. Um, and I started also, because of the pain, um, doing infused beverages. 
So I will do, I, I do infused wines. With the infused wine. <laughs> oh, yes. Because I don't want to do the, um, right now I, I'm on gabapentin, which is supposed to help with the neuropathy. Um, and I'm most, it flares up like throughout the day. So it gets worse as the, the day goes on. But if I have me an infused little, little nightcap, I'm cool. I don't even have to take the gabapentin, you know. Um, so I'm big on infused things if the person is not, you know, and some people, you know, because I do have a, um, a medical marijuana card because I was having mm-hmm. trouble with the pain. Um, and at some point my appetite started to, it, it kept going up and down, Subside. up and down. Yeah. So I don't always have the best appetite. So my doctor what was about- like doing the medical mm-hmm. marijuana. What about what did you put on your skin for your um so for, for the, the burn I found um a, so they they told told me just like Aquaphor, which is great. Um, Aquaphor really, and it was something else. It was Aquaphor. I can't whisper, baby, because I'm doing an interview. He's telling me I'm too loud. Oh no! <laughs> so why don't you take it in the hallway yeah. and then you can hear it. <laughs> oh motherhood mm, this is the ringer that third one okay so um mm, i forget it was something else that i was doing it was like what did they tell me it was aquaphor and like baking soda or something what to help it and then um so that was helpful but I went and I found, I got to find the name of the company. I was just looking online, you know, once you start friending different people and organizations, mm-hmm. something came down my timeline about a, um, a like a solve. And it was a, a family there. I think their mother had went through some radiation or something and they, nothing was working on her skin and they ended up making their own cream. And I said, well, I, you know, I, I took a pic, you know, for me posting my pics. They saw my pic and said, why don't you try our product? And they sent me a sample and I fell in love. Oh, wow. And that's what I used um, to help heal my skin up. And, and I'm good. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, I still have some remnants because I just think that's how it's going to be. But it's nothing like it was. It's the map. Yes, it is. <laughs> Mapping the journey. I, I, I was um, on Instagram and I was reading um, a post about a woman who had a mastectomy as well. And, you know, she she had the different choices around reconstructive surgery or not. And she was just talking about how you're not told or she didn't realize how so much of her sensation would be completely gone. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but in terms of like arousal mm-hmm. and feeling like a sexual being, mm-hmm. you know, like there's that part of our bodies that we have to be in as well. Yep. And so, can you tell us about your recovery yep. as just a sexual being? Yeah. So, I have no feeling in my breasts at all. And I opted to have both of them removed, even though um, there was only cancer found in one. So I could have mm-hmm. opted to keep one, right? And I would have had some sensation over there. Um, but because of my mom's, you know, because of history, I said, no, just take them both. 
And so I ended up. Yes, baby. Okay, why don't you scratch them? He said his feet or his face. Oh, I thought he said feet, but then it made a mess. He ain't scratch anything, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's sleepy. He's sleepy. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I opted to have them both, you know, removed, and yeah, there's no sensation there, and I don't have nipples, so there definitely, and sometimes, you know, I do have, but more so initially. I definitely felt like, okay, what, what's happening here? Like, you had so much sex appeal, ma'am. How are we going to get this back? Okay. You still do, honey. <laughs> still do, girl. Look at a comparison. Okay. <laughs> Drop the IG. Look Matter at fact, a comparison to Katina in this book. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Versus Katina. Child. You by the only one. Me. Y'all good for me. Huh. Um, kind. But I just said, you know, like, you know, what what's going to happen here? So, you know, this this is the part of us, you know, and as as beings, human beings, I said, well, listen, they took my boobs, they ain't gonna take this ass, so I'm gonna squat it out. I'm gonna squat it out, and I'm gonna keep squatting forevermore, and um, so I at least we'll have that. Um, I live, but. That's where the yoga mat became so instrumental because I was I was able to tap back in and become one with my body again mm-hmm. because it did feel like this separation because I didn't it felt it all felt like an outer body experience. Yeah. And so once I put it in my mind, like you got to get back on your mat, you got to start getting back on my mat was more about grounding myself and healing myself than working out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even about the workout part. But what happened as a result is, you know, you start to become more toned and, you know, you, you do get the benefits of it. And so all of that translates. And then I'm, I'm very intentional about what I do yoga in. I'm not doing yoga covered up. I'm in the skimpiest thing I can find. And if you I could should. post those pictures, because there's some Baby. pictures that don't make it. <laughs> they don't make oh, the girl. You know what I mean? And that was so important even for me, like, to be able to do yoga naked. You know what I mean? Mm. In my living room. It's just me. You know what I mean? And to be able to document and record myself. You know, because I, I became a long time ago, like, even before cancer happened, I said, I'm my own muse. So it's through my gaze. Yeah, girl, you was posting them photos up against them walls on listen, Facebook. I said, listen, go the fuck off. Listen. Go off. Katina, I, I, you don't know how many times I'll go to your page and just read and just oh. be like, when I know, when I need it, and I need it often. You don't that's know how right. many times I go and I'm just like, okay, okay. Like that same feeling that I got from you when you stepped into Kappa and gave us our little class. Mm-hmm is the same of like this woman mm-hmm. is aspirational to me like oh. let me go and like the that. fact that really though but the fact that you documented this journey and was so generous with it and like i just can't imagine i i feel like if someone's going through all this and this is just the health part you're going through a breakup you're going through separation with your children. Mm-hmm. 
you're going through, you're still mourning your mother. You're still mm-hmm. trying to show up for people and celebrate them, right? Because it's still mm-hmm. birthdays and shit happening, mm-hmm. right? And your hair is gone. That alone, let me get a bad haircut. I'm fucked up for like a year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I, I, I'm just thinking of that and I'm just like, and still on top of that, you had the thought of, I have to share this. One for you, but also I, there's no way you didn't know what that was going to do for other people. Yeah, it was very intentional. I feel like, um, you know, you get, it's like uh, when I would, when I was in Catholic school and I would hear the nuns and the priests say, you know, you get a calling, right? Mm. And I couldn't keep it to myself. I felt like I was betraying spirit to keep it to myself, that there was, that I was the vessel. There was something outside of me. You know what I mean? Like, this is not even for you. Like, yeah, you going through it, but I, I got to do some other work. You know, um, it was the same way with going through, you know, miscarriage. I couldn't keep that to myself. You know, it was mm. like I, I need to share that, that with, with people. Um, and it because it always felt, I feel like my experiences, while they feel very personal, it always feels bigger to me. Even the breakups, you know what I'm saying? They always feel bigger to me. So people will be like, I can't believe you're just sharing all of this. You know, that's very personal. And it's like, yeah, but is it? Because we're human and we have um, commonalities and experiences. Maybe not the exact same thing happened, but there's something at the core and at the base that somebody needs to get from this. And if I can be that voice, then okay because I always say like the words just come they just come and I just know I'm supposed I know sometimes when I'm supposed to keep it to myself there's words I'm still holding on to but I know I'm meant to share but just not right now you know and then there's just time it's like okay you gotta share it you gotta post right now I get the urgency and then I get moments of when I'm just quiet you know what I mean so I'm really learning to listen to that and not force it but it, it, it did become very, very apparent from the beginning. I documented my first picture that I took of this was me in the waiting room, waiting between when I was waiting for the um, after the mammogram. That's the first picture I have of mm, this. For the biopsy. Yep. It was yeah. a picture yeah. of me. Sit, it's, it's an empty waiting room. That was my first picture. And I knew then that I needed to start documenting this empty waiting room. Um, and so, yeah. But thank you for coming to visit my page and, and, I do. and read no, my thank words. You for and, um, I'm, I'm always so, so grateful when I know that my words have fallen on the souls of people who need it. That's always no, an amazing definitely. feeling. Definitely. I, I don't want to hold you for <laughs> super duper long. I know you got... To you got, I know you got to work like babies. How I just to, to, to kind of button it. How do you because you everything that I'm hearing is glass is half full. Right. Mm-hmm. I noticed mm-hmm. that that part that's not there. Mm-hmm. But I also noticed that. And that's what I'm choosing to focus on. Mm-hmm. And I'm choosing to create this kind of life for myself. Right. With that said. How do you. Is there any fear or is it all hope? Is there any like, you know, what if this comes back? 
how do I prevent it? Mm-hmm. Or is it like, if it does, then I, then I, then I do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So I just had a scare recently. Um, so two weeks ago, I was um, doing an exam. It was actually the day before. Um, it was October 10th. So I was like, tomorrow, you know, I'm second year of me celebrating, ringing the bell. And I was like, laying in bed. Cover your mouth, baby. And I um, say, you know, well, let me just do my little exam. And I'm feeling, feeling, feeling. And I said, oh, what's this? Um, and felt a lump. And I'm like, oh, boy. I hope this is not what I think it is. And then I'm feeling, feeling. And I'm like, oh, it's tender. Why is it tender? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it did take me back. And so I once again had um, my mate. I'm like, feel this. What do you feel? Mm-hmm. And I hear something there. Call the doctor. So um, I called the doctor. And my doctor, she's just the sweetest little son. I go in the doctor's office, by the way, and I cut up. Uh, they, There's uh, one doctor here to cover for her. Cover for my regular doctor. And um, I just go and I molest the poor man every time I see him. Oh, my God. I just go berserk. I'm like, come in. Like when your birthday? Well, okay, so when I'm gonna come back when your birthday, you're gonna get a lap dance. So the nurses literally wait for when they see that I come in for the appointments, they be like, He's in with the patient, but just stay just hold tight in your room and we're gonna let you know. Like they be in on it because they just wanna see him turn bright red and just like, oh Lord, here she comes, this big mouth, loud, rambunctious um woman. But, um, so I go in, um, my doctor's a little tiny, um, Indian woman, and she's like, how are you? You're looking fabulous. Okay, okay, what is it going on? So I'm like, listen, I feel a little something. So she's like, well, she had already squeezed me in, so she kind of knew what was going on. She said, well, let me feel first. So she feels, and she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel necrosis. She goes about her business. She said, okay, you show me what you feel. Where is it? So I point to the same. She was like, yeah, that's what I felt. It's necrosis. Okay, so necrosis is basically damaged or dead fat tissue. Oh, thank God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I said, well, I can live with some dead fat tissue in my body. <laughs> so I said, well, ma'am, why is it tender? I don't understand. She said, you don't have the same ribs, baby. After radiation, they are more brittle. They're more prone to fracture. Um, and so she said, you've been lifting things. I say, yeah, I have children and I'm a teacher and that's what we do. We lift boxes and books and I have been cleaning out classrooms. And she said, yeah, um, you're not, you cannot lift more than 10 to 20 pounds. Um, Katina. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. So stop. She also like, I'm lifting all this ass every day. No, so. I'm like, listen, lady. <laughs> It's a lot going on here. I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. But um, so, yeah, just kind of trying to be mindful of of that. Um, So is there fear? Yeah. Um, I keep having to tell myself that my mom's journey was her journey and not my journey. But it does stay with me that there Mm -hmm. is a huge possibility. She didn't expect it to come back and then to come back as something else. Um, and then to come back and and then that last time it was stage four and had traveled to her liver and her bones. Um, you know, that was like, what? 
We were all, you Are you done? Are you done? I will be done soon. Are you still done? Yes. I think happy birthday. You, you said what? Sing happy birthday. I am going to sing. sing I am going to sing your happy birthday. It's going, and I'm going to sing it with all my might. Can we sing him happy birthday? Like, seriously, we're going to sing with all our might. So, yeah, and it's not your birthday. I don't understand where this is even coming from. It is my birthday. It is your birthday. Okay, it is. It is. Listen, I it's love birthdays. It's my birthday last time. Okay. Oh, he told you. He, he did. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, okay. So, um, so, yeah, there's fear. Um, and there are dark moments. There are ugly moments. And that's why I've been really careful, even with content, to even share some of the 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 downside and not share all the joy you know all the joy because then it paints sort of this picture like it kind of gives people a really weird perception of of the experience yeah um and so i have tried to tap in not completely dark right i don't want to be completely dark and, and bring um people completely like oh my gosh this is just so depressing but have people face the reality so yeah. yeah, there's fear. There are some ugly moments, very ugly moments, um, when I don't feel good about any of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have to remind myself of my purpose. You here, girl? You know. Listen. And and the purpose has here. become a little more clearer. It's one of the things I've been praying for for a really long time. Um, and it really didn't even become clear until this past April, like part of the purpose. And for everybody, it's like, duh. But for me, it was like. Um, While well, you're in it. Yeah, when you're in it, it's not that way. You know, you're kind of just like I said, I just was like, OK, I need to document. I need to I need to do this. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, you need to write. You need to write it. You need to write it down. You need to publish it. Mm-hmm. And that felt good. Like, yeah, but I think it's something more to this. It's something more to this. Um, and so um, I'm going to say this out loud because then it's going to hold me accountable. Because I've kind of told like a few people. And, you know, when you tell a few people, then it's not really real. Because, you know, they, they like going to hold your secret. But I'm going to say it on here because then it's going to make it real. And then y'all will charge me with making sure that I... I'm fully stepping to my purpose. Um, but, you know, many of you know, like you said, I'm a dancer. And I've, and not only was I a dancer, I ran my own program for mm-hmm. 10 years. Young people ages 2 to 18 and wrote original scripts and, you know, did the costuming and the production. You know, everything was a production. Um, so shout out to my Verve Dance Ensemble family. Um, and I held that so near and dear to my heart. Um, and so everybody kept saying, you know, based on my journey and everything, they're like, well, you've been writing and you've been posting, put it together in a book. And I was like, yeah, I know. Okay. So yes, the book is just, the book is part of the journey, part of the purpose, but it's just one part. And the other part is that I have to put it on stage. Oh, yes. Mm. So, um, and it's like, duh, like you've been on stage for like most of your life and but, you know, I've always wrote for other people. You know, I wrote for my my dancers, my kids, um, you know, my scholars. Other people asked me to write stuff or read over stuff, add to stuff. It never was about me writing about my life, like my stuff. Um, so I'm going to put That's my exciting. stuff 
on, on That's the stage. Um, so I'm really happy now that the world is sort of opening up because I think that also too. But I think when you get the calling, it's like, don't worry about that part. You just do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You stay true yeah. to that. You walk in the faith yeah. of your talents and everything has been building for this. And you got it's it. It's like you're going back to the bar. Exactly. Like the actual bar. Exactly. Right? That's exactly what it is. And I'm bringing Keisha mm. with me. So, oh, yes. yeah. Keisha. Gotta, she got to come. Baby sis got to come. Got to come. But she was so very clear in my vision when I had it. Um, so, um, and I think there's just things that we have been supposed to, be, you know, do for a really mm-hmm. long time. And life happens. And, you know, she's a mom and a wife and. You know, yeah. all that stuff. And I got my stuff. And it's now it's like, all right, we we, we got everything we need to make mm-hmm. make our mark. Um, and it's oh, more about exciting. telling our story, you know, telling yeah. this story. Um, and telling other stories. Because I don't think this is the only story. I just think yeah. that this is, you know, the jump off. Yeah, this is the launching pad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where Katina. we are. Well, people need to keep up with you. So you need to give people all the information. Let's go. How can people follow you? How can people get in touch if you want them to? Stay out her DMs because I heard she got a partner. So <laughs> when you see the pictures, don't be pulling up, y'all. Okay? I heard it. She snuck it in there. I did. I did sneak it in there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you? you can follow me on Instagram. Um Umi, U-M-I underscore K-Marie, um, K-M-A-R-I-E. And on uh, Facebook, um, I just go by my full name, Katina Mackey. I, Instagram is probably easiest because it's, it's public. I don't, um, it's not a private space because I don't feel like what I'm going through is private. Um, and even, you know, I know, I know there's some lurkers out there, but I leave it open even for them because I even feel like, you know, some of that energy they need to see, they need to experience, mm-hmm. they need to feel whether, mm-hmm. you know, you, you might feel whatever about me, but I'm hoping that they get something that they need as well. I so I don't lock that space. Um, yeah, so that's it. And we'll, we'll definitely, we'll link it and add so folks can follow. I um I know you gotta go sing happy birthday. Do you have time for rapid fire questions? Sure. It'll be like five minutes. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, Chanti, give Katina the um the the rules. Katina, you have three seconds to make your selection between the option of two possible answers. No need for an explanation and we don't want you to skip, but all you can say is skip if you refuse to answer. But you can say you refuse. You can. Oh, okay. but but try not to. You know, we. Please, yeah. Mommy, you're almost you there. Just, just five one. minutes, baby. We're almost done. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Malcolm or Martin? Malcolm. Oh, okay. Generational wealth or familial happiness? Happiness. Jay or Nas? Nas. Mac or Sephora? Sephora. Palestine or Israel? Mm, Israel. In the light or in the dark? Light. Prince or Michael? Michael. Michael. Sweet or savory? Sweet. <laughs> Mama. 
Mommy. Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Mommy. Trader Joe's. Do you say Michael? Voodoo or brown Listen. sugar? Ooh, brown sugar. A seat at the table or lemonade? Ooh, lemonade. Evolution or creationism? Evolution. Nikki or Cardi? Oh, I need to take that back. I think I'm a creationism, but okay. Nikki okay. or Cardi? Um, mm, Cardi. Missionary or doggy style? Oh, missionary. Protection or pull out in prayer? Shall we pray? <laughs> <laughs> is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic? Ooh, one mic. You lying. Um, uh, Love Jones or Jason's Lyric? Oh, Jason's Lyric. Sir or Ruby? Roomy. <laughs> Lisa Bonet or Nia Long? Lisa. Bell Hooks or Audre Lorde? Mm, Bell. Make your man a plate or have him get his own? He gotta get his own. <laughs> Knuck if you buck or Andy up? Knuck if you buck. 9-11, inside job or terrorist attack? Inside. Rihanna or Beyonce? Riri! Biggie or Pop? <laughs> Pop. Erica or Jill? Oh my God. Jill. Blats or drums? Drums. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Fun in your 20s or wisdom of your 30s? Wisdom. And find, oh, homecoming or black is king? Mm. Homecoming. And finally, love and light or money and dicks? Love and light. I did think about that. Thank you so, so much. I know it's late. I so appreciate you making time. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you both. Um, This has been a pleasure and an honor. And I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing more of you guys and your journey. I've been following. You know, I've been a follower for Whoa, we go back. I go all the way back before you were even around the way curls. I go back when y'all were trying Ooh, to figure out should that be the yes and Child. what the new name should be. I remember us what? voting and trying to figure it out. So yes, we go all the way back. Um, I am that definitely so fans. Crazy. So thank you guys for just that. being so thank instrumental you. in in not just the hair movement because obviously it has blown up and become so much more than that, but just um, giving um, voice giving people a, a space to share their voice. I think this is amazing. So thank you, you both so keep much. Up the great work. You beautiful sisters. I know thank y'all like you. my baby sisters, you know, I'm like, they the baby sisters. <laughs> they the baby sisters. Yes. Yes. Thank yes, you so much, Katina. Thank for real, you. for real. Well, go right. sing that baby. Go sing I'm going to sing it with all my might. <laughs> and uh, all of you guys actually heard and felt good mothering. Yes. Patient and kindness and realizing that he's a baby and he, he's just a baby so he's, that's how they should be treated so shout out exactly. that was a lesson for me because I, <laughs> I, I I just love to see it it's so important to yeah. give our babies yes to be babies because yeah. god damn yeah. he's yeah. just a baby yeah. so let that be a lesson to all of us amen I say, I say. <laughs> all right all right ladies. girlfriend Bye. Uh, Katina, yes, when love. you hang up, mm-hmm. just keep your computer open for like five minutes so the file can upload. Okay. 
no problem. All right. All right. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Bye. 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 I love her. That's a bad bitch right there. I love her. Oh my god. Do you see how she just na- I I I knew you was peeping that. How she just navigates like, yes, baby. Blah, blah, blah. That's how you get a mother. <sighs> wow. No, no, and, and, and no, no. He's just being a baby. Wow. All right. What time is it? I don't even know. Like, that's an hour and 25 minutes. Should we even go into this episode? Like, what you want to do, Sheila? <laughs> I'm not attached to it. I feel like it's it's around uh, um, breast cancer awareness. Yeah. So it's like a special. I feel like that's it. We may I just have like... to, like, intro it a little bit more smoothly. Yeah, let's intro it. So... Let's do that now. Let's do that so now. So maybe we just I... don't even do the updates, or we do do the keep those updates. I think we uh, we, we gotta go listen into... back. Let's just do an intro that will work in case the updates don't work. How about that? Mm-hmm. And then I can cut out this. So maybe we should just go straight and you know I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's just intro it. Right. I'm gonna try now. Go ahead. I might fumble. Boss lady, go. What's up? This is Charlie Wilson, a.k.a. Uncle Charlie. I was diagnosed with prostate cancer 2008. What's up? Still fighting. This is Greg Porter. I'm a winner, not a loser. And I beat kidney cancer. I'm going to win the battle. That's True right. Story. I'm cancer My name is Bernadette, and I beat stage one on triple negative breast cancer. My name is Anne-Marie, and I'm going to stage four lung cancer. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I never took my heart. This is in September 2013. I'm a year now, 27 years old. I was diagnosed with a brain tumor three years ago. Hi, this is Kathy Phillips. I'm going to start with chemotherapy. This has been the battle for my life. Hey, my name is Charles Porter. I had stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. I went through a year of strenuous chemo. Then I had a bone marrow transplant where they gave me salvage chemo and five days, twice a day, full body radiation to basically bring my immune system down to nothing. And uh, so literally died to stay alive. Um, Come April, I'll be in at my third year in remission, and it was a team effort. All the friends and family I had came together and uh, had to keep that mental strong, but um, we got through it. Uh, some fallen soldiers went as I fought, uh, but they'll always be heroes. Peace. You have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. For every time they counted me out, and my back was up against the wall. I could have died, but I came out fighting, fighting. Could have died, but I came out fighting. Could have died, but I came out fighting. Could have died, but I came out fighting. Yeah. With a breast full of lungs, man, she ain't no punch. And she gonna ride on it like a chopper in a trunk. Pink ribbon woman, she gonna live forever. Even though the doctor said she only get a month, said it's my life. And you only get it.